Dorn. Welcome to the team. You're listening to Jacked, the Jack and Rodent, I mean Daxter, podcast. Enjoy the episode. Hello and welcome to Jacked, the Jack and Daxter podcast. This is episode 18. This week we have got actual news, our area by area for the lava tube and a new fan segment that we're going to be trying out. But yeah, first we got some news, which is exciting. Oh boy, oh man. It's, is it? I don't know. I haven't been paying much attention. I've been, I got a new job, so I've been kind of out of the loop. <laughs> CJ has a life. He does not need to keep up to date with the Jack and Daxter news. Uh, I mean, I, I just, I kind of, I mean, I put this in the notes, though, too. I, I'm very cynical when it comes to anything related to the Jack and Daxter series. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it. Mm. Those are the famous lines of CJ. I am cynical, and I will believe it when I see it. Uh, I'm kind of there with him. I, I mean, I probably wouldn't even believe it even when I was seeing it if the trailer came out and I'm like, okay, this is going to be a April Fool's Day joke or whatever. All right, this is fan-made. Right. <laughs> well, we'll get back into that in just a second. But first, I'm Cherry. I'm Gabinetto. I am CJ. And that's everyone. Okay. So yeah, first we've got the news, actual news this week, guys. It's quite incredible. Spicy. So this is the news that there could be an official Jack and Daxter series or movie coming at some point in the future, which is very ambiguous, but still. This is based on that Sony is making three movies and seven TV shows based on PlayStation games. I'm thinking Jack and Daxter could be one of them. Hmm? Oh, Lord. That's a lot of TV shows. It is. It is an unruly amount to suddenly commit to. That is a lot. Does it say where they're going? I I don't know if Sony has its own like streaming service, but um, are they like going on TV? Are they going to like Netflix or anything? Does it say anything like that? It does for the series. The movie I'm assuming will just go to the cinemas, but the Last of Us series will be going to HBO. Oh, HBO Max has their thing. I heard about the Uncharted movie, obviously, and they've been releasing stills for it, and um, it's got Tom Holland, I believe, and I heard about the Last of Us show, too, but I didn't hear about anything else. I saw the trailer. It looks pretty cool. Mm, yeah, I still need to watch the trailer for it. But yeah, they've announced the Uncharted movie is going to be coming out on July the 16th, 2021, and it's going to be the first feature film from PlayStation Productions, which is the studio formed by Sony Interactive Entertainment, which is centered around adapting its original game properties for film and television. Oh, boy. Mm. I mean, that follows on from May 2019, when Sony originally announced they were going to be launching their in-house production studio. It's actually pretty strange that they're doing this, too, because I've been hearing rumblings for a while that Sony wants to get out of the entertainment business besides outside of the creation of video games. That's strange because they really are like tying themselves tighter to their games by doing this. I mean, they're, they're, it's the only division of their entertainment uh, section that like produces big profits. Mm. I mean, Sony's mu- uh, movies are very hit or miss. And it does seem like they're going to be relying heavily on the sort of back catalogue of game material. I don't think they're coming up with any new concepts and ideas. Oh, yeah? Not that I can see anyway. Like I'm sure there'll be stuff feathered in there, but it seems like the storyline will be taken from the games. Yeah, me too. <laughs> I mean, well, it depends on what they do with it, though, too. I mean, 
if a show or a movie or whatever comes out and it's not good, it's really going to hurt the reputation of the series even that much more. But yeah, I mean, in another article, uh, Sony Interactive Entertainment Chairman of Worldwide Studios, who is Sean Layden, said that Sony has over 100 original properties it can tap into, covering 25 years of great games, franchises and stories. So, I mean, how likely do you think it's going to be that Jack and Daxter will be one of these? I think it's only a matter of time, to be honest. Why wouldn't they? I honestly think if they were going to do something Jack and Dexter related, uh, film-wise or whatever or not, uh, they probably would have done it around the time that uh, Ratchet and Clank got their movie. Mm -hmm. And then around that time, I want to say Sly Cooper was announced to get their own. And I think some sort of little trailer came out for them. Um, but everyone was like, "Where was? where's Jack and Dexter? Like, they fit right up the alley of these two other platformers. If they're getting movies, like, where's Jack and Dexter? That was a couple years ago. I can't remember how long ago that was, but that's all I had to say. I don't know. Those are both they're kind of children's stories. Like, I feel like the games that Sony are adapting, they're more gritty and young adult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's, I mean, uh, we've talked about this before, I think. I mean, it's just, it's the first game in the Jacks franchise is by far the most successful, but it's also the most removed from the rest of the series. So I, I, I would think that there's probably some confusion probably about how to approach this property. I mean, do you go for the more young adult, edgy, dark, grittier, a tone of like Jack 2 and beyond, or do you try to go for the more childlike, you know, adventure, Disney vibe of the first game um they're gonna have a real hard balancing act if they if this ends up coming out i imagine they'd use the first jack and daxter game as sort of the building blocks for the Mm -hmm. preceding games i feel like you need that strong world building and like getting the viewers invested in the characters and the Mm storyline because i think um was it Sony? Yeah, so, uh, Sonic is a Sony franchise, I think. Um, I was very impressed, actually, with the movie and how they... Uh, oh, I loved it. Uh, how they, you know, most of the Sonic stuff was actually in the first 15 minutes, but, you know, they still remained faithful to the character enough to where the whole movie still felt um, like a Sonic movie. But I was very impressed with how they worked in all of the Sonic lore and balanced it really well with, you know, the child nature charlotte nature of the character Mm, i do think the style i do think the artistic style they took with sonic was really pleasing but i i didn't think much of the storyline like i would have liked more set up at the beginning the backstory and the origins like that owl died five minutes into it i you know like i mean who is this owl i don't give a shit if it dies it's just i need more investment time i want to see the relationships more well, I think I think that the problem with that is that they were obviously leaving that stuff for a sequel. I don't know. Why wouldn't you just put it in the first film when you're setting up the characters? Oh, boy. I mean, isn't Tails the main thing for the sequel now anyway? Yeah, because they tease Tails at the end of the movie. Oh, yeah. Which was brilliant. Brilliant. One of the best post credit scenes I've ever seen. What is that scraping noise? Oh, sorry. My bad. <laughs> I'm trying to, like... Just some stuff on my computer desk. Brilliant. <laughs> going back to the Uncharted, Last of Us, and all that going on, uh, if you guys look up Uncharted trailer, <clears throat> two years ago there was actually a fan, a live-action fan film. I don't know if anyone saw 
uh, that was put out 15 minutes of this whole film. Uh, I don't know if uh, yeah, it's I mean it's just a it's a like a mini film, so yeah, f- 15 minutes, but it's really really well made. I remember when it first came out uh, for Drake, they had him played by Nathan Fillion, which yeah. I'm not too familiar with, but uh, he's from Firefly. Oh, okay. Um, but this little film, have you seen it, CG? This little Uncharted? I I saw some of it, yeah. Um, I, lo- I love Nathan Fillion, so um, I was intrigued when I and I thought, uh, from what I can tell too, the fan base really wanted him to play uh, Nathan Drake in the uh, movie. Yeah. And there's actually some controversy around Tom Holland. A lot of people, a lot of fans, don't think that he fits the character well. Well, he's playing the young. Uh, Nathan Drake. He's not Nathan Drake. He's like a young Nathan Drake. I'm pretty sure Mark Wahlberg's the actual one. Or maybe I'm dumb and I don't know. But that's how I've seen it. I mean, I haven't looked at like the cast and who's playing who. But I mean, if he is Nathan Drake all the way through, I mean, yeah, I can kind of see how there's there could be some issues with that. Mm. Well, pulling it back to Jack and Dexter, We've got a second news story, which Jack, another one of the Jack and Dexter podcast hosts, brought to our attention. This is that there are rumours that a new game based on an existing franchise is in the works at PlayStation, according to IGN. Ah. And this is based on that the profile of Michael Mumbar, the former head of PlayStation, on his LinkedIn profile, he states that his latest achievement involved working on a game set in an existing franchise, which is... A bit interesting. I did read the full article, though, and it it seems like it's going to be an Uncharted title rather than a Jack and Daxter. (laughs) What are they on Uncharted 17 at this point? Something like that. It'd be five. The fifth one. I mean, but the, the sales are there, though, to be honest. People love Uncharted, and as much as we... Don't want to admit it. Jack and Daxter has always been a very niche, um, kind of low-end IP in comparison to Naughty Dog's other IPs. It's sad that Uncharted was the one that really took off. I I guess it's not sad. I don't know. I've never really played Uncharted, so I don't really have any attachment to it. Oh, the fourth one was super good, though. It was like, it's very cinematic in in many ways. uh, Mm -hmm. But I can, I mean, I can definitely see them still wanting to continue with that because i mean with last of us there was some controversy and you know they had backlash and they had leaks and things like that yeah. uncharted they've never really had any issues like that so i can definitely see why they want to you know do like fuck it put it put give it give it a movie give it a series next game it seems like people hijack like politics hijacked the last of us i don't know i, I haven't played the game and i don't really know what's going on as far as the plot and characters but it seems like people who attack the last of us has some sort of political agenda that um jack and daxter and uncharted do not have yeah i think there's definitely a place for jack and daxter in the market though it's like open world games are so popular right now like that zelda breath of the wild that came out even animal crossing at this point is open world people love it i love it that new harry potter game that's coming out is open world i'll probably only get a ps4 or ps5 just to play that game i think it would have to be a reboot but absolutely i mean i even put this on here like i the the ip is valuable enough to where sony somebody over there is going to do something with it and i'm just i'm shocked it's honestly taken this long 
to do anything new. Like, only thing we've gotten out of Jack and Daxter in the last decade is the re-releases. So, Crash Bandicoot 3 was released in 1998. Yeah. And then they, like, they came out with games somewhat since then. But the fourth one they just did is, like, an official, like, sequel to that one. So, you know, I can mm-hmm. I could definitely see... I think, CJ, you just said, said someone over at Naughty Dog will definitely take a look at Jack and Dexter. It does suck mm-hmm. that it's taken them this long, but, I mean, you know, their most prized possession, uh, Crash, was somewhat put on a hold mm-hmm. for them to do other games with it. Uh, they haven't done that with Jack, but, yeah, but, yeah, I can see them still coming back to it at some point. I, and Crash was way more popular than Jack and Daxter ever was. I mean, no shade, but... Oh, definitely it was. It was their... It was like the face of Naughty Dog was Crash yeah. for the longest time. Yeah, I think it's just a matter of time. Like, they're saying they're going to be going through existing games in the franchise, and Jack and Daxter was a successful game. I don't see why they wouldn't tap into that. Oh, boy. Oh, yeah. I mean, you know, give it ten years, we might be getting a sniff. Definitely. Ten years? I know, it's awful, isn't it? But they seem so hell-bent on Uncharted and The Last of Us. Absolutely. But anyway, that wraps up the news for this episode. Are we ready to go on to our area by area for the lava tube? Mm-hmm. Definitely. Okay, so the aim of this area is to get from the crater to the citadel by travelling through the lava tube on the Zuma without it blowing up. But before we get into the missions, we do have Kira's cutscene, mm-hmm. where she's explaining the risks of using the zoomer and to turn on the pad at the other side. The first thing I noticed about this area is that the pouring lava, even on the PlayStation 2, it looks so satisfying. It's so smoothly done. Like the ripples it gathers at the bottoms. Mm-hmm. Mwah. Chef's kiss. It's really nice. I agree. Very satisfying. Also, I love Kira's energy. Like, in this cutscene, she's so enthusiastic about engineering. In their own weird way, Naughty Dog were, like, quite forthcoming. Like, I feel like that's a really rare attribute for female characters in games from, like, the early 2000s to have. I mean, she's dressed ridiculously, and that is a stamp of the time, but... Yeah. I feel like they did good with the personality. There's some really funny jokes in Jack X... Um, between Kira and Samos, um, Kira, and uh, she's like, I want to be on the race, I want to drive. And um, Samos is like, no daughter of mine is going to be driving. A woman's place is in the garage. I remember it, we, we talked about this uh, before. <laughs> they rectified her character, too, in Jack X after booting her off a cliff in Jack 3. That is a good point. Like, they made her character really redundant, but they brought her back nicely in jack x i mean some of the stuff she says is a bit like cliche and obvious for like feminism sort of things like it it was sort of textbook Mm -hmm. but they did they did do a good job i think they did her justice in jack x it's also not just um a random character trait that's just there to flesh out her character it um ties into the story and um the game as well we love kira we do love kira we get quite a few emails showing their love for Kira. I think she is a very popular character. We stan her. I might stan Ashlyn just a little bit more, but Kira's right behind her. Also, I figured something out about Kira. I was just sort of thinking about the timeline. It might have been mentioned before, but it just clicked for me. Like, when they go back in Jack 2, it's just Samos and the little boy 
like mini Ma- mini Ma, I was going to say mini Jack that goes through the time portal thing. Samos doesn't take back Kira, which means obviously he must meet Kira's mother when he goes back. And Jack is already like three or four at least. So that would make him three or four years older than Kira. And if he's only like 16 or 17 in this, then she must be 14 or 15. Yeah. Which makes the way she is dressed all the more worse. Well, Kira's supposed to be 14 um, in Jack 2. Or in Jack 1, I believe. Um, and Jack, he could probably, he could be two or three years old in Jack 2. I, um, I, I, I could believe that four is probably pushing it he would have to be really young yeah um for the timeline and it just goes back to show you that they did not plan this whole time thing out at all i mean it's not even clear how old jack is like he could be five years older than her and that would make her 12 or 13 like that's Ugh. yeah i'm pretty sure i read somewhere or in the official wiki or whatever that kira's supposed to be 14 and jack oh, is okay i i think i've read that jack is 15 or it's uh, 16 in um the first jack he would have to be at least 16 for it to make any sense like yeah he definitely could not be younger than two and i feel like two is still too young because he's he doesn't look like a toddler <laughs> walking around mm. anyway pulling it back to the lava tube itself do you guys have any initial thoughts on the area i mean it was definitely a lot more elaborate than i was expecting in design um, you know me, I, I love them colors, uh, they, I, and um, I th- I read, the reds and oranges and yellows, they really pop. goes back to what you said about the lava flowing, the graphics, they all, um, they, they did their work on this level. Um, I actually <laughs> really like this one, um, and I love that it had checkpoints, um, something that, um, <laughs> a problem we're going to run into in Jack 2. Mm, that uh-huh. was a very big problem in Jack 2 very big uh i was just uh i love the multiple paths that are given throughout the level like uh mm-hmm. I, can, I don't know what the hell to call them but they're like just metal platforms i guess that yeah. as you're going through it they'll kind of take you on different little paths that all i mean they all take you to the same spot um but I, I love that they you know give you multiple path options i always love that in little sections of games like that uh in the and not to go too too deep into this uh, thing, but there, thanks to the speedrun community, there is a way to actually like skip halfway through this level and not collect the what? How many power? Is it like seventy-two power cells to actually get the zoomer? Oh, pop quiz. Seventy-five. <laughs> Seventy-five. <laughs> uh. You don't have to collect like any of the power cells. You can actually just skip halfway through Lava Tube by just walking. Oh. Very, very precisely. And only certain spots you're able to uh, walk all the way up to like the first spot where there's like a respawn area where you're like on the zoomer kind of elevated on a platform and then you ride off. In that off little and room it... where you have to shoot the targets. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That one. Um, you can walk all the way up to that point without needing to get the amount of power cells you need. And then the game will recognize that you made it to that point, so it saves your checkpoint there. And I believe it gives you like all the 
I don't, I don't know if it does or doesn't. It might give you all the power cells up until that point as well. And then you could just finish the, yeah, just get to the end of the game from there. Oh, that's awesome. I don't know if it's just me, too, but I feel like the Lava Tube is a much easier level to pass than the Fire Canyon, even though it's much longer and supposed to be harder. Yeah, it definitely feels like they want it to be harder. Ugh, I don't know. I remember having my struggles. I've had my struggles, of course, but I did, for me, I breeze through this, and I'm always dreading every time I have to go to Fire Canyon. Mind you, that whole multiple paths thing, it definitely reminded me of Mario Kart. That is like a staple of the game, I think. Like having to have that sort of quick reflex of which path you're going to take and just being able to gauge what sort of obstacles are going to be coming your way. Did it remind you guys of Mario Kart at all? Yeah, I could see that. Mm-hmm. Too bad there wasn't like a some sort of like zoomer race level that they could have given us in the first game. Uh, they kind of touched more on it in the later games well there was that side mission that we had to do in the uh, precursor basin it's more of a timed race though it's not like an yeah. actual race uh yeah there's no opponent though yeah yeah, yeah. it would have been cool to like verse some other like lurkers or maybe just people from the town something like that i think that would have been a cool add-on because then you really also could have been they could have gone through with more multiple paths uh with races like that Mine, like the style of the track and the sort of layout, it really reminded me of the race you have to do in Jack 3 with Vega. I mean, I know in this one there's no opponent, but I think the style of the aesthetic is quite similar. Yes. <laughs> like lots of precursory metal, it looks quite industrial, but it's still very rooted in the world of Jack and Daxter. Yeah. CJ, you had a point about loving the mini games. What's that about? Oh, just that uh, uh, section where you have to shoot the targets and you're in that room and it allows for you to have a, a bit of a breather from the lava before going on to the second half of the mission. I just, I liked it. I thought it was a nice, cool little area. Yeah, that was a nice, that was a nice respite. And also, I feel like there are more balloons and that's why the level's easier. Or they're just scattered out or spaced out better than they are in fire canyon mm. feels like in fire canyon they're just randomly scattered everywhere yeah agreed yeah i definitely do too they definitely added more kira thanks to kira our engineer that we stand mm-hmm. she put out those balloons for us yeah and even though it is kind of lazy to just rehash on a level that you've already done um mm. they do make it longer and harder so it doesn't feel like you're just redoing the same mission again yeah, and I mean, the style of the track on the Fire Canyon, that's a lot different to this one as well. Like, So they do have that. They didn't completely just copy and paste. Okay, so once you get through the lava tube successfully, you get to the Zuma checkpoint at the other side. You turn on the teleport ring, obviously, and then the cutscene with Kira starts. So Kira jumps rather deftly through the teleport ring and you can see immediately there's something wrong, she is distressed and this is because she highly suspects that Gola Maya have kidnapped her father. <laughs> and then she gets very angry with Daxter when he says that they've got everything under control. She shouts that lurker armies grow across the land, the sages are kidnapped and they'll have to fight their way through the citadel to save the day. I'm sorry, fight their way through what? The citadel? Am I saying it wrong? Citadel. <laughs> I've never heard that. I've always said Citadel. Citadel? 
I'm pretty sure it's Citadel. That that's what they say in the game at least. Yeah. Is there a wrong way to say it? I thought it was just however you interpret it. I'm not trying to make fun of you. It's just it's just I've never heard it like that. It's just kind of funny. See, I don't even know why because I've heard them say it on the game, but it just comes out of my mouth as Citadel. Well, because they say it like that in the game, I will try and say Citadel. Mm-hmm. Anyway, I made a point that I did like seeing Kira angry. I think she's a character with a lot of energy, and when it's just sort of funneled into one emotion, I think it really shines. Like, she is quite a well-rounded character. I don't feel like she's just there for the sake of it. Some of my favorite parts of Jack, too, are the dyna- the new dynamic between her and Jack because, um, you know, she's, like, shocked at how much she's cha- uh, he's changed. You know, and she's grown up, too, you know. She's matured a little bit, too. Um, yeah, I just like that. It's a nice, you know, subtle thing. And they didn't have to go all out with the story and plot with these games, but they did. And it, that attention to detail and character, I think, is just why the this universe is so special. And these characters are still so they still resonate with us uh i like i like this moment uh although uh it's a running joke it it it, jack does at times seem to be the only one that actually cares (laughs) about dexter and uh you can kind of see that in this scene uh just how she she says uh jack be careful um and dexter comes in and and dexter (laughs) you know he's there for comedic effect uh, of course, but you know he's still part of this kind of like family of Jack, Dexter, Samos, and Kira. You know, I kind of consider them a family of a sort. Um, I definitely get the impression that before Dexter transformed, he was still kind of the black sheep um, of the group. Yeah, entertaining though, especially Dexter's bit afterwards. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. As good as the Daxter spinoff game is, I would have loved for the Daxter spinoff game to actually be, like, a prequel about Daxter before he met Jack. <laughs> Could you imagine after all this time, all the Jack and Daxter fans wanting a Jack 4, Naughty Dog just puts out Daxter 2? <laughs> oh god, that would that would not be what I want, but it would be something. I, I would applaud them. I would be like, that is the best middle finger <laughs> Exactly. <ever> <laughs> Please take my money. You've earned it. And it's all the way back in Sandover Village. Ooh. That would be better. If they said it in Sandover Village and gave some sort of plot points that are more connected to the Jack and Daxter games, then that could be cool. But if it's just Daxter as a bug exterminator, then I'm really not down for that. See, that's the thing that's just so mystery. Go ahead. I was going to say, that would have been a bigger middle finger, but what you were going to say? It's just so mystifying to me that, you know, this game was the most successful by far. It outsold the rest of the series, I think, in terms of global sales. But they went in a completely different direction and never even attempted to try to emulate this style of uh, game again. It's just interesting. You're talking about the Dexter game? No, I'm talking about like this first uh, Jack and Dexter game. Oh, okay, okay. I, I, it's just very bold and risky, and it's the kind of thing that Naughty Dog has really co- become known for, I guess. And so, it, and you can see how they trans, how they transition, even throughout the Jack and Dexter series itself. You can kind of see the progression of Naughty Dog itself, going from starting out very kiddish, very childlike, and then introducing adult themes slowly on, and then by the end, you've just, you know, 
the Jack X, you know, spinoff. It's just come so far away from where you started. Um, we just want to see them come back and just acknowledge what made them special in the first place. Naughty Dog, please just give us Jack 4. We want it. That's why I'm so confident that they will make a Jack 4 or some sort of next game. Because I don't think they're scared to go back on what they've said or mix it up or just change style completely. Like, they seem like they are very willing to just do what they have to do to make it good rather than sticking with a dying horse just because that's the aesthetic they've already set up. Like, I mean, obviously there are some plot holes between the first game and the second game, but I'm so glad that didn't stop them from changing course because if they had stuck with the style and feel and stakes of the first game, I'd... I don't think I would even be a fan of that game now. Like, it was Jack 2 that got me into it. They're, they need that Disney cash. Disney will buy Naughty Dog, yeah. and then we'll get our Jack 4. <laughs> you know, Disney would be doing something with Jack and Dexter, though, if they had it. Oh, absolutely. Mm. I mean, they outsource, though, video games. Disney doesn't make any of their own video games in-house. They always outsource for that. Mm -hmm. I don't like it when there isn't a consistent creator. Like, if you if you take the storyline of Jack and Daxter and you gave it to a new company every time, then I think that's where failures come. I think that's why the two PSP games, no one thinks they're canon because they're not created by the same people. I don't think I've ever played a Disney video game that I've enjoyed. Yeah, no, they usually suck. Oh, Treasure Planet, bro. Treasure Planet. Come on. Ah, I liked the movie, but I didn't like the game. Oh, the game was so good. And the movie with a giant flop, too. I didn't see the movie. I know a lot of people liked it, but I love the game. It was a really good PlayStation 2 game. Mm -hmm. Around the same time that I played Jack and Dexter. Okay, so that wraps up our area by area for the lava tube. Now we move on to rename the area. We forgot to do this a few times in the last couple of episodes, but I remembered this one. I was like, oh my God, we haven't done rename the area. What have I been naming the episodes? <laughs> so who would like to go <clears throat> first? Um, I guess I will. Um, I just renamed it Volcano 2, More Lava. I love the volcano. I love monsters. I love uh, disaster movies. Volcano is one of my favorite, actually, even though it's terrible. Oh, okay, so is it quite literal? Yeah. I am curious. You spelt it differently. You spelt it M-O-A-R for more. Is there a reasoning behind that? I don't know. It's just a cute, like, different spelling of more. Oh, okay. Nice. I quite like it. I thought it looked a bit more Jack and Dexter-y, I guess, too. What if you did Mar Lava? <gasps> Take out that O, oh, yes. bro. Oh my gosh. Open up your third eye. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that works so well. Changed it in the notes. <laughs> Mar Lava. There, I mean, you got me there. That's awesome. Mine was Kira the Kettle. Here I am referring to the hot lavery state of the area. I'm also referring to how Kira is dressed, you can interpret that however you like, and also how she gets angry at Daxter when he tries to assure her that everything is okay, and she's like, no, it's not. So, yeah. Mm, she gets pretty heated, I would agree. She's also getting all hot and bothered watching Dak a Jack go yes. off to save the day. <laughs> I would admit, though, 
the bit at the end was very cringy. I did not. I did not love that. <laughs> Jack, be careful. <laughs> we all know why Kira wants Jack to be careful. Oh yes. yeah, we do. Yes, we do. My uh, mine was the never-ending heat, solely because this level just kind of feels like it. It takes a minute to get through it. Uh, I definitely yes. have my struggles playing it, and that's just how it felt. Just, just never-ending heat. Like just thinking about Jack having to go through it uh, for that, like being in that heat for that mm. amount of time. Whew, he probably had some sweaty feet at the end. It probably smelled bad. Mm-hmm. Thank God for those checkpoints. Oh, definitely. <laughs> Third degree burns, for sure. Okay, so that's area by area done. Now we are moving on to some podcast updates. So this is just a little footnote to say we're getting a bit more involved with the fandom now. We want to talk more about what's going on in like fan groups on Facebook or on Twitter or on Instagram. Just what is going on with fans of the franchise, because I feel like that is what's keeping it alive obviously there's no new games coming out we need some material here on the show so starting this week we are gonna be doing a new segment the name is to be decided right now we'll just call it fandom happenings what a shit name but still and this week we're kicking off with an instagram competition that we've noticed is going on so, Metalheads Days 2021 is a Jack and Daxter community event by Quark Hub. And the idea is that every day there is a theme that you are encouraged to draw something around. For example, one day might be Beast, Sawfish, Manic Head. What the fuck? What are some of these names? Metal Core. Okay. And yeah, you just create art related to any of those titles but we picked out a few here on the show that were our favorites so far i will note quark have said that they're in their original post that they'd be doing a weekly summary on their channel of the artwork but it's been like four weeks and there's still no summary so i I don't know if that's because it's not getting as much interest or perhaps there's too much and they just can't do it they are being active on instagram though which is something so yeah, I picked out my favorite. Did you guys pick out yours? Ooh, I like this um, this Pecker one. The uh, one of a young Onan in Pecker. Yeah, I like that one. That was my favorite as well, actually. I mean, I get why they use the old lady, because it's just funnier. And then they could do that sight gag with her really large, drooping breasts. But um, this would have been a nice um, design for her, too. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so I'll, I'll describe the photo. The photo CJ is referring to is... It is a digital illustration of a young Onan with Pekka on her hat. And Pekka looks young younger as well. He sort of looks like a baby parrot. And she's doing something mystical. She's got, like... Blue eco, I'm assuming, coming out of her palms. Interesting. It's just very nicely done. It's really respectful, I feel, to the sort of lore of the games. I also note she's still got white eyes in this. 
I'm I'm not sure is she actually blind or is it sort of she can't see normally when she's doing her third eye sort of business i think they make references to her being blind so i think she's probably blind oh yeah because pecker he'll wave his hand in front of her face or something but that's a common thing too in which uh in like magic too like people who lose their vision often like gain a second eye or that's when they gain access to their magic so Gabinet, I see you've put in here day four of the competition, which is called Baba Babak Lurkers. That's by Siobhan Roberts. And this one shows Jack amid a sort of sea of lurkers, and he's beating them up one by one, I'm assuming. Daxter's there as well. Again, it's very nicely done. It's a completely different style to the Onan one, I feel. And it seems to be signed Draco Riot. Jack's legs look kind of crazy, but I mean, other than that, yeah, this is a really solid picture. It looks really awesome. Kind of reminds me of the scene, I don't know if it's a reference to it, but when you go to Misty Island and you get ambushed, kind of reminds me of that. Yeah, that could be it. It's very detailed. It's sort of, it's digital art, I can see, but it's still got that element of detail. Like the lurkers have their collars, the glowing eyes, that's a nice effect. There are more, of course, like some of them, some of the entrants are quite young, I can see, which is sweet. Oh, some of these child drawings are pretty cute. Makes me happy that younger kids are still getting into Jack and Dexter. <laughs> Hell yeah. They're actually like 30 year olds. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so yeah, that is the fandom happening segment of the show. It's a bit short this week, I'll admit. We're just sort of getting into it. But if anyone comes across something going on on the fandom groups that they want to hear discussed on the show or they want to give their opinion of and we can react off of that, then email us at jacked.podcast at gmail.com and we can discuss it or we can see what we can do and try and get the creator on the show if it's a project more than just drama in the groups. We do actually have... A couple of creators lined up to come on at some point once they sort out microphones. Oh but boy. Yeah. Speaking of fan projects and creations, CJ, I can see you've got something in here about your Jack and Daxter mashup. Oh, um, well, uh, I was just saying that um, um, the views I've been noticing have been going up on mostly the Jack 2 one, and I've been wanting to do yeah, another do. one. For a while, um, I'm not sure though how I want to, which what I want to do. Um, I could do a trailer for Jack X. That'd be kind of cool. Um, Cutscenes, Fast and Furious style. That'd be. I guess I could. I could find one of the Fast and Furious trailers to mash it up with, and I think about that. Um, <laughs> I thought about though, kind of cool, because I have this you know general concept for like what I would do if I were making a Jack and Dexter movie myself. And so I thought maybe if I could try to use footage from all the games to try to maybe make like what I would envision a Jack and Dexter movie being, I don't know. Um, but I definitely do want to do another um, Jack video or mashup or some sort of um, project for them. I... Well, there's loads and loads of uh, people's gameplay on YouTube for you to go through for whatever scene you know it's not a far-fetched idea to make a jack movie there there is kind of an official jack movie where the whole thing's kind of like voiced over by daxter mm-hmm. i don't know if you guys have seen that but it's it's it was pretty cool oh yeah the trilogy 
It is. Oh yeah, I haven't seen it, but I have heard a lot of good things about it. That would be cool. Like, I don't think you've done one for the first game, have you? A mashup? Yeah. <clears throat> uh, there's not a whole lot of action happening in the cutscenes, and um, but I would, yeah, I guess I would. Uh, I could do the first game too. Um, one where I can mash it up with probably some Disney movie or something, Pixar movie. Do Soul. <laughs> yeah, the movie Soul. Have you guys seen that? I have Appreciate not. Yeah, it's Pixar. Oh, it's pretty good. Mm-hmm. Everyone is saying it's rather good. Continue, Cherry. Now for our jacked joke. It was supposed to be Jesse who was nominated last week, but he hasn't got back to me with the voice note. So we might have to skip it this week, unfortunately. Dun-dun-dun-dun. <laughs> Hold up. Let me try to improvise here. Ooh, okay. CJ is going to be our improvising jack joke. Oh, also, no. Don't jack this up. <laughs> I mean, oh, act, don't, don't don't put me on the spotlight because I might actually come up blank. <laughs> okay, we'll pretend to be looking somewhere else. Um, I don't know. Um, why was Onan crying? Because Pekka pecked her in the eye. No, that's no. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's kind of funny too. But I was going to say because she couldn't see her pecker. Ah. That's pretty good. I like that. That's funny. <laughs> That's pretty good. What? That's so weird. <laughs> she couldn't see her pecker. Well, pecker is hers. Yeah. Pecker's, <laughs> uh, she, uh, technically, pecker belongs to her. She just couldn't see her pecker. She was looking for her pecker and she couldn't find her. What? That is a character twist. <laughs> Thank you, CJ, for that impromptu jacked joke. Okay, that wraps up episode 18 of Jacked, the Jack and Daxter podcast. Thank you for listening. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Keep tuning in. Keep sending us stuff at thejacked.podcast at gmail.com. And we'll see you in the next one. You guys are awesome. You guys take care of yourselves and be safe. Why, thank you. You too. Bye. 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 Mwah. You got your own opinions? Want to throw your weight around? Email the show. Details in the show notes.